This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed under the site in this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I am at David in Ark and in studio with me is Jeff all about that upright bass, Madlock, and Greg, the whiz behind the curtain, more. <laughs> and we're glad to be here. Yes, and, uh, so, yeah, well, welcome to radio.edutechguys.com. That's R-A-D-I-O dot E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-I-S dot com. Catch us online at www.edutechguys.com, and you can click on the main website and listen to the show, or just go directly to radio.edutechguys.com. Catch us online on Twitter at, at edutechguys. Also, you can catch me at Jay Madlock and David at David N. Ark. You can't catch Greg. Nope. <laughs> we I tried. Z- I run we, too fast. He's, hi- he's hiding from, we're not sure if it's the Russian mob, but anyway, but he's hiding. <laughs> something, something. It's always something. So yeah, welcome, always. Uh, welcome today. Uh, this episode of the Tech Eyes is brought to you by the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op and Hope Public Schools. We want to thank them for letting us do this and giving us everything we need to make this happen. Today on the show... Uh, we're going to kick things off with some, uh, some of the news happening in education uh, around the country, and then we're going to bring on our special guest in studio, Harry Dickens. We'll also listen to our featured artist of the week, Trey Johnson, and we're going to share some other tips and information during the hour, so come on in, hang out. We appreciate uh, everybody who's out there listening. Uh, Greg, yeah, what tips. you got concerning Windows 10? Well, so it started rolling out, uh, it officially started rolling out today, although a lot of people reported it started actually rolling out yesterday. Um, and just like every version of Windows, it's, it's a mixed bag so far of, of the good, the controversial, and the huh. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's start off with the good, just to keep it on a, on a positive note when we get rolling here. Um, something that we've often encountered at Hope Public Schools, and we've heard often from other techs in various schools uh, around the state, uh, we'll often have machines that sort of just 
appear uh, from various locations that were not, uh, were not purchased through the traditional means or through the proper methods. And so they'll come with uh, like a home version of Windows on them. Sure. And that has been a problem in the past because you have to get, an, you have to get a license on them, which often adds quite a bit of cost to what would, have, you know, it takes the cost of what's a cheap machine all the way up to, well, we could have gotten a much better machine with the right license to start with. Um, and with Windows 10, part of that has been eased because you can now upgrade um, from a home edition of Windows directly to Windows 10 Education Edition, which is actually a new edition of Windows. Um, and, and, and this time around, there are a bunch. We've got a, a good handful of editions this time. Um, but yeah, the fact that we can upgrade now directly from home to Education Edition is a, is a big plus. Uh, only there's some confusion about whether that upgrade means you can just upgrade the license or if that means you can actually do an in-place upgrade of the operating system. Mm. So it may be less good than <laughs> than we hope, but we'll we'll find that out as we get on, to, on so get rolling. Tell me about U2's uh, guitarist, the Edge. Isn't he part of this now? <laughs> oh yes, the Edge, Edge. Good old Edge. Microsoft Edge, yes. For all you 80s folks out there. So those of you who uh, who have who aren't in the loop of all the happenings related to Windows 10, there is a new browser that's included by default with Windows Windows um, called Microsoft Edge. Uh, it's throwing out all the old cruft of Internet Explorer and all the, the problems related to it, many related to security problems with ActiveX and just the fact that Windows, or uh, Internet Explorer rather, uh, is kind of always done its own thing and the, the web has moved on. So now the... Um, the web has moved on. It, it has. It really has. It's been rather sad. Are, are we finally up to 3.0? Uh, yeah, we're nice. getting there. Are we're we? getting there. It's going to be 3B. We can't have numbers anymore. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, so... So doesn't it... It's dropping uh, ActiveX and... Yes, it's dropping a whole it's bunch pretty, of different so stuff. So I guess people could use it before they default back to Chrome. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's the best way to download Chrome yet. Um, <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. So, uh, but of course, in education, we have the issue where a lot of the, the educational software we run, sure. a lot of websites are still locked to Internet Explorer. And so this causes a little bit of a, of a minor heart tremor, where it's like, okay, now what are, what, what are we going to actually be able to launch these websites? Or are we going to have to downgrade a whole bunch of stuff? Um, and Microsoft Edge does come by default uh, as the default browser with all editions of Windows 10, except, and this is, there's always an exception somewhere in the mix. Sure. Uh, and except for Enterprise Edition. So, um, but the good news is Internet Explorer is still there. So you, you can actually still launch Internet Explorer. It's still included by default, except on Enterprise Edition when it's not there at all. So. You could you can reinstall it, but it's not installed by, by default. Um, so that'll be there'll be some some transition there, and hopefully it'll actually kind of move us in the right direction of just getting some actual Web 2.0 get to get up to at least last the last ten That's years right. <laughs> for for education. That's um, true. And then we've also got a, sort of a controversial move that was made by Microsoft, uh, which is it has some pros and it has some cons. Um, and I, I think David and I were discussing this earlier, and we're sort of on two different sides of the fence on this one. <laughs> That's um, why we're facing each other. Yes, exactly. In, in studio, we're across from each other. So uh, on Windows yeah, Home. That's why they're across me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that we want to be away from you at all. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on Windows Home edition of Windows 10, uh, Microsoft Windows updates will be mandatory. You can't turn them off. 
um, which is, again, it's a good and a bad thing. On the plus side, you've got the fact that uh, Windows updates are a big part of keeping the operating system secure. Um, as a matter of fact, most tech guys know that the Windows updates and updates for things like Flash, Java, and your browsers are sort of like the walls of a castle, and antivirus is just the guard. Whereas most non-tech people think, okay, I've got an antivirus, I'm good, and I can just, you know, the updates are sort of a bonus, but I don't really need them. The disadvantage, of course, being that if you can't turn off Windows updates, they have this annoying tendency to sometimes just cause more problems than good. They'll, uh, they fail to install, they install whenever you aren't expecting them to, um, you, you lose power and you're on battery backup or on the last little bit of battery on your laptop and you need to shut down and oh, it's going to install. Or your surface. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or your servers as you're trying to shut them down. As your servers. We, we were, <laughs> Jeff, and I were, later, oh, Jeff and I were working on the servers for about two hours last night. We had about 97 updates to install on one of them and it took about an hour. So yes, we, we know this one firsthand. So yeah, so uh, Windows 10, yep. okay, it's out today. Download it, play with it, and then delete it from your virtual. No, I'm just no. <laughs> no, I, 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 in fact, I was planning on downloading it this evening and putting it on one of my virtuals and see how it runs and yeah. how I like yeah. it. <clears throat> Yesterday, according to the Baltimore Sun, Maryland reported that park testing saved the state more than $2.5 million compared to the previous statewide assessments. Uh, they, they administered 1.3 million tests to 80% of the student population. That's pretty amazing. I would probably guess to venture to say that the same thing happened in probably in every state that did with park testing. Here in Arkansas next year, um, it is now pretty official that we're moving to ACT Aspire. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that is also a, actually a Pearson-owned mm -hmm. test. Um, I think some of us will get pretty lucky that we'll continue to use the same app in iPad. So for you know all the schools using iPads, Chromebooks, it would be the same old thing. It's just going to change the, the registration and everything. And Luckily, I believe the state of Arkansas is working pretty hard to make sure that the registration is easier. Uh, it's more inclusive for the schools so we can get some of that stuff that we, we, had, we had to do by manually last year taken care of through Cognos. Well, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because um, last week, and I don't remember which day it was, uh, may have been Friday, I can't remember, uh, they had a webinar. Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. The other, day. <laughs> the, other, the other, the other Friday, <laughs> yes, was Friday. Tuesday. Yes. Uh, so on Tuesday, the State Department held a uh, webinar and kind of went through a lot of what we're at least up to this point what they know about moving to Aspire, what that's going to not necessarily look like in terms of the actual interface, but the overall program, um, what the rollout's going to look like, and uh, there's going to be a lot of training in the fall. Uh, aimed at tech folks and the technology or, I mean, uh, testing coordinators at the districts. And then, um, kind of like what we did last year, when it gets uh, in and around the holiday break, at, you know, just after Christmas break, somewhere in there, they'll actually do training for the test administrators, the classroom teachers who are going to be actually uh, kind of monitoring the tests. Uh, get them some training. Um, by then, we'll have a much better idea as to what Aspire looks like, what it's doing. So I think it'll yeah, be Yeah, luckily for cool. the kids, the test will probably look exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, and, and really, I'm thinking that there's probably going to be a lot of it that it may not look exactly the same, but it's it's going to behave very similar to what we did. So Using I don't the same think interface, it's... I don't see how yeah, it could be that much different. It's a test on, on, the, internet, on the web. Or the web. On a, on a program. So, yeah, so, so yeah. there's some good news for the park test. Um, you know, saving money, that's always a good thing. 
we don't need any more trillions of dollars to the debt. So that works out really well. Exactly. Um, and uh, in case uh, you've never heard of this before, which I will tell you, I have never had it, heard of it before, but um, the 2015 BAMI nominees have been officially uh, opened up. Harry's ears perked up, little puppy dog going, oh, hey, that's awesome. Okay, I had no idea what a BAMI was. No. It turns out that the BAMIs are um, an education uh, award uh, program that uh, is aimed specifically for all facets of education, as they say, honoring the education community A to Z. So uh, how that specifically relates to some of the stuff that we do here um, Two of the nominees, do it. I was going to say we're numbers. We don't apply. Oh yeah, we're numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but two of the num- uh, two of the nominees, um, I should back up. One of the nominees is Arkansas's own founder of Arc Ed Chat, Daisy Dyer Dewar, the Triple D. So congratulations to uh, Ms. Dewar. That is awesome. Uh, so uh, she holds Arc Ed Chat. <laughs> Every Thursday evening from uh, eight to nine Central yeah, that's, Standard that's a Time. Wonderful, that's a wonderful tech yes. uh, Twitter chat. Uh, yes. I try to participate as much as I can, and I run into Harry on there and yes. everybody. So yeah. yeah. And then another nominated, uh, another uh, nominee is Ben Honeycutt and Connor Jansen. And you might remember Ben's name from the conversation we had with his dad, Kevin Honeycutt, uh, about the Open World Project just last week. So that is awesome. Um, the ceremony itself takes place on September 28th, so uh, good luck to uh, these great education influencers and all of the other ones that were nominated. As I went back through and looked at the list, there were some uh, other folks that kind of jumped out there, so uh, very cool, very cool. That's really cool. So that, that's going to kind of wrap up our tech news uh, mm-hmm. for the day. So we're going to jump into the, to the main event. Um, we have in studio today. Yes, uh, in studio, joining us now, Corwin <laughs> Press author, technology integration specialist, and one of Arkansas's very own, Harry, I got your app right here, Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, David. <laughs> I was waiting for the trumpets to start blaring. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's really interesting. Um, uh, uh-huh. I've known Harry a long time. Yes. Uh, we were band directors together. Yes. And uh, we've both done the music education thing into the tech thing. Awesome. Um, uh, he's, he goes much farther than me. And, uh, I like to stay local. This guy's known worldwide. And uh, we're glad to have you in the house today. I'm so glad to be in the house today. So glad to be um, sitting with you guys. Um, I kind of tease David about the triple D's later. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mean diner diving and diving? <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> it's, so, um, it's a family show. Yes. It's a, it's a family I cannot show. be held responsible for your mind goes when I say something. I, I thought this was an educator show. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, it's an education show. Yeah. So, yeah, Harry's with, with uh, Corwin Press. And uh, I've got to give your, your website a plug harrydickens.com. Thank you, sir. Uh, great plug. There's uh, the blog, there's a lot of links, your Twitter feeds on there, and uh, all kinds of stuff about what you do and who you work for and who you work with. Um, uh, but giving here's, here's, the, here's the piece. Uh, Harry is an instructional technology consultant for several school districts in Arkansas and other states. He has worked with teachers and students in many schools. Harry has presented at several Common Core and Visible Learning Institutes in association with Corn Press. So Harry, tell us what you're doing this summer. What's the big thing happening out there right now? I think the biggest thing, you know, one thing here in Arkansas, we've talked about kids coding, especially at our high schools. And I know a lot of folks are interested in what that class will look like and, and what will kid, my big thing, what, what will kids be coding? 
I know my my youngest son a few weeks ago he attends school in Texarkana and the University of Texas brought up robots for the kids to code and I was asking my son about some coding things and he said well dad we'll do that in C++ I said you know C++ I said of course he said I've been using it they're boring knowing that I said yeah we did that in eighth grade last year I said oh okay so the big thing now of course is coding with the kids and I was watching a webinar right before I came over there was a uh, it was a webinar about vid code and it's actually video coding with girls because you know getting girls more interested in the uh, the coding piece you have to start early yeah. so it was a really good conversation the, the presenter was having and, and actually moving from block coding to actually writing the real code right. and just that they were that in between which what we need in our middle schools getting the kids ready for that high school piece because we, we got this high school piece in Arkansas but we don't have, we don't have a K-8 piece so I was just kind of concerned about that but I'm finding things out there and so that's been my big push and working toward this summer just to show coding. That's well, cool. I, one of the things Harry and I um, we were just in Texarkana the last couple of days with their um, they had a uh, a conference um, the the Texarkana, Arkansas School District was holding a, a conference for their staff, and, and he and I were presenters there, and so we were kind of, we were talking about this, and I just, I still can't wrap my brain around this. Now, your son did say that he took coding yes. as a language, language class. Not, not a math class, right? but a language not, class. So you could take Spanish, French, C++. Awesome. Right. That is That's phenomenal. It makes, it makes so much more sense, too, because yeah. everybody, you know, anyone who hasn't written any code... You know, they, they, they think that, oh, yeah, code and math, they're much more simple. It's not. Code is very much more like a language than it's it is a language. language. Yes, yes exactly. But that's the way you put it together, too. When you debug it, that's the whole key. Yes. Is, oh, I have a run-on sentence and a comma splice. Right, exactly. It makes so much sense. I was like, I was really excited about him actually getting to help us with some coding in the Turks County, Arkansas schools because we just bought two now robots, and we're having to learn different types of coding to actually make it run. So we actually have the Choregraph software. We can actually use some coding. But it said you can use uh, Python or you can use C++. And he said, hey, I can do that. That's so awesome. That is about very that. cool. You know, it'd be fun at that age to, because your son's my daughter's age. Yes, they're, they're the same, same age. class, actually. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's fun at that age to kind of start getting an idea, because we didn't. Right, have right. An idea. Well, you know, we were musicians. We yes. were, we're going to be band directors, you know, but kind of. Yeah. But, you know, but he's actually building right now the rest of his life. Exactly. And, you know, this is going to be, because I think it's really interesting looking at, you know, the AI thing is real big now. They're yeah. going to take over the world and kill us all. But what's interesting is I think everything, every company, trucking companies, yes. they're looking for coders. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, they, right. we need some special something written for this GPS or for yes. this, tracking these trucks, sure. managing our refrigeration units, exactly. what's happening at our warehouse. Yeah. You know, last week, Harry had sent me some stuff on the kid for coding. It was ranked number yeah. five in the Atlanta Technology Contest. Wow. So, you know, it's it's yeah. it's going really big, and I, and I think that's a really cool thing. So, and what a difference. I just want to say, you know, I, I don't know what grade are your kids in. What, what grade It'll is it? Mine will be in the 10th. Is that right? Mine's grade. So, yeah. when, I w when I was in 8th, ninth grade, that's when I got my first, now this is going to date me, all right, but this is, I, I got my first Commodore 64. Yes. Okay, so in those days, you, you know. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, there you go, you know. And so, in those days, if you didn't buy the disc off the shelf, you bought one of the magazines and you exactly. coded it in and you keyed yes. it in. And, you know, frankly, we were all nerds and geeks that, that anybody who was doing that kind of thing, what are you crazy? And it's amazing to me how far that has come to where now that's, you know, it's a required yes. class. It's offered yes. as a language class. Yes. Right. Uh, you know, so it's just, it's, I it's awesome. You, yesterday I was at my dad, my dad owns a body shop. I'll just put that out there for everybody. That's cool. And I was, the paint guys stopped me when I was there yesterday. I said, hey, we have a virus on our computer. 
And I was like, well, let me come take a look at it. Well, it wasn't a virus. It was just a pop-up that mm-hmm. had been installed, you know. So I took it off, and I said, well, what happened? He said, well, I was looking for a bus ticket, and it installed the stuff from whatever bus ticket website. And he said, why does that always happen, you know, on computers? I said, sure. well, what's really cool about what's happening in the world is the reason that tablets and apps are taking off is because those will eventually, hopefully, knock on wood, um, <laughs> kill off viruses. viruses yeah. If we can keep the virus out of the, the, the OS, the mm-hmm. iOS, or the mobile OS, yes. then an app to open up Facebook means you're not going to the web or taking any chances of getting just that. And I, I feel like that's where, wouldn't you agree, that's yes, where kids that's are going to be kids are gonna developing be. a specific app for a specific thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what they need to be doing. I mean, we've, I've seen kids here in Arkansas, there was a, a couple of boys up in uh, northwest Arkansas that actually wrote code, I think it may have been two or three years ago, and they were writing for companies up there, and they were making like 300000 for the summer. Wow. You yep. know, <laughs> writing code. Well, I need to go to that school. I'm in, the, I'm in the wrong line. <laughs> We've always been in the wrong line. <laughs> it's funny how, like, growth hacking. Yeah. And, and that's coding. Mm-hmm. These guys are writing code, and they're mining data from all these other websites and from mm-hmm. all the browsers that are coming into websites and, and using certain apps, mm-hmm. visiting mm-hmm. Facebook. Sure. And then they're taking that code and using it somewhere else. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, we're looking at the point where, you know, my Nest uh, uh, uh thermostat controller is you know we're going to get to the point where now i have only certain things that that it does right but in a year or two there's going to be how many third-party guys coding for my nest internet of things as it is called that's exactly right there's so many things controlled about apps and it's just it's amazing because i was sitting here on my watch i was actually controlling my camera in my living room i can actually see what's going on there for my watch it's just amazing harry likes to Point out that he has an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Else, we we are now all instantly I, jealous. I, I, I would like to. I would like to remind those of you that have been listening to the program since uh, our very early days. Uh, you know, many 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 moons ago, back at the beginning of summer, <laughs> when we were at the Corwin Institute, and Harry walked in and had the. Uh, Apple Watch, like the day after it came out, or whatever. <laughs> you know, every time he's on the show, he has to tell. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just, that's where I'm going with. There's it. always something new up to share about. It. That's, that's what true. It is. Yeah. Always. I think that's the key, though. When I, I look at what Harry does, because he's you consult with a lot. He okay. sees a lot of people around the country and around the state and around the world. But that's the kicker: is it, it's like revival at church. You know, you do yes. the whole revival and you get three or four people. Great, that's all you're looking to do. So Harry always has cutting edge technology. He knows what's going on, so that. If he catches two or three teachers, then sure. he catches two or three that's teachers. Exactly, so, exactly. I, mean, I always feel like that's, that's what it. you're that's out exactly there right. making sure you're evangelizing. Yes. Period. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. Everyone, brother. Amen. You're the Educate Evangelist. That's exactly I'm going right. to add that to your <laughs> I'm going to add that. I'm going to add that. So um, back to the robots. So, um, you know, that's a big deal right now. It's, robots have always been a big deal. Think how long robots have actually been in the workforce. Right. I remember I remember whenever I was growing up, anytime we would go to the library, I would always check out a book on robots. Yes. I mean, back then, it was like the six-legged hexapod, whatever, that took <laughs> exactly. two hours to move across the room. And yes. now we've got bipedals that just like stroll, probably a bit more coordinated than I can actually walk across. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, it's funny. We, we think of robots like that, but I think of robots that put a door on a car and then yes. do intricate yes. welding. Mm-hmm. And True, too. Like, well, that's that's a robot, but no, you've got to think of the code, code behind it. Sure. Yes. To put a fine, you know, two millimeter weld, mm-hmm. you know, in a certain place 7,000 times a week. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that's pretty amazing. So coding's been there, but think how much easier it's gotten. Right. Well, and, and to tie all of, yeah. you know, everything we've been talking about 
you know, talking about robots, you know, mm-hmm. welding stuff on doors or welding doors together. Uh, and, and, you know, you briefly mentioned, you know, AI. Um, and um, um, what triggered in my brain was the uh, story not long ago of the guy who was uh, at the auto factory and the robot oh. woke up, quote right. unquote, woke <laughs> up and it moved and it, and it killed Crushed him, him. Wow. Yeah. right? It was following its, it's program, right? Program. It was doing it. exactly what it yeah, was right. told to do. And he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So ultimately, though, one would suppose that there could be AI introduced to where it would be semi-aware that, that there was, hey, there's a foreign object here. Right. Right. I should not Jeez. knock it off into the pit. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you know. That's And heck, you, on the flip, flip side of that coin, you've got the, the Elon Musk, or I'm not sure, I've only ever read his name. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and then a handful of other influential luminaries uh, really trying to push the agenda of banning all auto, the idea of automated weapons yeah. for you know fully automated drones and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, you've got the you've got the adding intelligence right. to keep people from being killed, and then exactly. on the flip side, you've got adding intelligence to actually intentionally kill people. But you see, well, I was able to do that with my Legos. Are they? We were programming Legos where we actually You're have able to kill people. With Legos. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but I could. Actually... Have you ever stepped on one of them at night? I tell you. <laughs> I was able to avoid things because we have a motion sensor sure. in front of it, so it can actually right. turn away and right. things of that nature. So you yeah. can do that program. Oh, yeah. That's sure. They yeah. may have let out, left out when they were programming those. Or it just, yeah. or, and it, it could very well be that up until that point, no one really exactly. thought about that because right. theoretically, and I, and I don't know the backstory, right. but theoretically, most of the people in that environment have been trained, stay away they from the robots. robots. Right. Right. This guy obviously well, hadn't, was in the wrong every place. Every factory and, that I've been to you know, has and they have the, the yellow, yellow yeah. Yeah. Says, don't cross don't the go here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mind yeah. the gap. And the right. only reason it was is because right. it was being installed. And so even if, you know, it, well, and that's a good point. it might not have even had all its software loaded yet. Right, that's a good point. The robot could have gone to the break room, and that dude took his sandwich out yeah. of the refrigerator. Uh, it could be. Saying, right. Very plausible. <laughs> that Very happen. plausible. That okay, can so that's what the course did. You say. don't want to mess with the iron in the sandwich. So, no. So there was robots for you. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> we got all. You, you, I got a million of them. You, you, oh you mentioned robots in a room full of geeks, and we're just going to town. Go, go to town. Seven different directions. So, uh, did I make a point? I was trying to. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I got lost in there somewhere. All right, I'm going to crack the whip here. Yes, you go right ahead. Taskmaster. Changing the topic. Go for it. I'm not changing a lot. Classrooms. Yes. Wouldn't you think the majority of your job is trying to find the bridge between teachers and students and using technology to enhance learning and, and really get kids excited about learning with teaching, but getting teachers excited about using technology? Because don't you think that's our biggest hurdle right that's now? That's our biggest getting hurdle, teachers. getting the teachers excited. Because some teachers are scared. They, uh, you know, we've had those teachers who they're scared it'll break. We don't do things because we'll break it. We've been, I've been in classrooms where you have an interactive whiteboard that's surrounded by tape, like the, the tape, the orange tape. Do not cross this line. <laughs> don't cross so, you know, it that's. Might jump up and kill you. Exactly. Who knows? So, we don't want to break it because we're responsible for it. So, if we get teachers past that point and change the way the classroom looks, not straight rows, and let kids do things on those boards and use them for what they're supposed to be using sure. for them. So, you know, because I could see in an elementary classroom, I had a board and I was actually teaching block coding and writing a story, and the kids were moving things on the interactive whiteboard. I just think that makes sense. Yes. Let's use it for what it, we need to use it for. Right. Yeah. So that's the that has been the biggest hurdle with is getting the teachers excited and relaxed. And then I was reading an article last night, um, a friend of mine from California, he's writing a book, and he, his big thing was making the technology invisible. Mm. 
just it's just part of it it's just part of what we're trying to get across we're trying to get the content across not the technology across exactly it's, right. it should be a tool you shouldn't you shouldn't have to think about how you use the tool you should use it to get the job done that's exactly right right well i think the issue that many teachers face though is when that tool does one thing that's yeah. not a problem right right i have an overhead projector it does one, one thing, thing. Right. i have a piece of chalk it does one thing yes. i have this computer it does oh. 8 billion things yes. omg that's right it <laughs> exactly. does a lot of things that's exactly and i right. think that's you know i think that's where some of that fear sure. comes in is, I think it is. And, and you know and especially where i have to have this 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 is you know kind of the thought of some mm -hmm. folks I've got to master this piece of equipment before I dare let yes. my students even touch it because what if they do something I don't know how to do or I, what if they go somewhere I, I, or do something and I don't know how to, so I don't know how to handle that, or I don't, you know, so I, I think that's part of the fear instead of the environment where uh, the instructor is open to learning from the student, you know, the, the, and we kind of talked about this, well, really with no. just about everybody walks yes. in the door. Exactly. Right? Yes. And, and that is, and it gets back to where, you know, we have got to, the, the teacher in the room is the content expert. Yes. Yeah. But how the learning takes place does not necessarily have to be preach and teach, stand right. at the top. No. Right. No. It should be okay? facilitating. It should be facilitating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My phone was on the table. I, I, I told all these guys, put your phones on silent. Don't yeah. leave them on the table because they'll vibrate. And I left them on the table. And it vibrated. <laughs> um, uh, no, you know, right along that th same line, I think what the big deal is, uh, I want to give a shout out to my friend Chad Brinkley. Uh, great guy. Oh, we yeah. all know Chad. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a great guy. him on the show at some point. And he's, he's, yes. written, he's written, 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 written some written. great stuff on confidence oh. for teachers. And, you know, I, I think that's the key is giving a teacher confidence and taking the way they used to teach without technology and learning how to integrate it into their teaching experience because that confidence then breeds confidence in their students. Yes. It breeds confidence in the reverse way in their administration mm -hmm. in those teachers. And uh, so I want to give Chad, Chad coined that confidence idea and, and I hope he runs with it. He will. Yeah. He's written a great blog article. I think we'll see out pretty soon on it. But, you know, I mean, I think that's the big one. That's and you huge. would see it a lot because oh, yeah. I think the teachers have great lesson plans that they've had for ages possibly. Some of our some, you know, some yeah. of our veteran teachers have some great lesson plans. They just don't know, okay, how yeah. do I put this in a, in a digital morsel that my kids will consume? Right. And that's our job. And that's, been, that's what's been so fun the last 10 years is actually having that happen in classrooms and see it happen. And, and some of those teachers who are great teachers, I'm sorry, they're great teachers. They mm -hmm. know their content. But now with our kids, our kids are so different. Our kids are digital. Right. And so if we get our teachers digital, we are, we are on fire. And we have classrooms that are on fire. And I really, really like seeing that. I think that's yes. a big piece right here. I have a friend that uh, emailed me this morning from Hawaii. I wish I was there. Wow. But yeah, emailed right. this morning. He's a, he's a technology director. And he actually is going to become a technology integration coach this upcoming oh, year. Wow. He is so excited about it. We met in San Antonio a few weeks ago. He yeah. said, we're going to be bouncing ideas off each other. And I love being able to do that from people around the world because I get so many ideas from people from other places and bring them home. That's what I like doing. Yeah. And bring them to our classrooms here in Arkansas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so. We also get to get to use you as our ambassador. So it's your other one, evangelist <laughs> slash ambassador. There you go. That's right. Give you all these new. Uh, these oh, my new oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So okay, uh, tell us about the books you've written. Okay, I, I've written three books: um, apps for learning. I've written a high school, middle school, and elementary book. And the reason behind those books, I was actually at a workshop. I was, uh, we were teaching in, in Bryant, Arkansas, and Ian Jukes, who's international yeah, sure. everywhere, yeah. uh, he said, hey, you need to write that down. I said, what? 
am I writing down? He said, what you do, write that down. And so we started, uh, me and a friend of his from New Zealand started writing, and we wrote through Google Docs. We shared back and forth. We were sharing our documents back and forth through sure. Google. No having to email or use Microsoft Word. Oops, I'm not supposed to say that. Online. Anyway, <laughs> it was You're so among great. friends here. People. <laughs> you can it say was, that. But it was so great having that. We got three books done in less than two years. Okay. The editing process and everything happened in less than three years. I've been working on some other projects with some other folks. And the books have turned into other things like David and I have talked about. I said, so the books are going to be stagnant. You know, they don't change. Well, one thing I like about the books that we've written, we've actually put them in the iBook store, which we can actually update those books. Oh, awesome. Yes. So that's yes. the big plus with everything changes. And then the books have turned into other things where I actually get to uh, teach visible learning with John Hattie, who's actually from New Zealand also, and actually bringing the technology. And then I wrote a, a six-hour workshop a few days ago for Corwin, so I can actually teach that when I go to schools nice. around the country. So nice. it's pretty cool. But incorporating that visible learning, getting kids to self-reflect, which is number one, that lets kids grow the most. If we get to let those kids self-reflect using coding or whatever we have out there, that's a great thing. That's three years of growth in a kid if we can let them self-reflect. And why can't they self-reflect in coding? we got some things we have to integrate, sure. just do it that way. Yeah, so yeah, that's absolutely. been a big, big, big uh, plus from writing the books. It's been exciting. Okay, so I, I, what books do you see coming up in the future, future? Now, so it's funny, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, is like, you know, start pr planning for future books, like encoding in AI, because, you know, AI is a hot topic right. right now. We have a friend of all of ours on SysAdmin that he is a... <laughs> But I was telling David earlier, he, he's six months on spot. If he right. puts something about yeah. an earthquake or weather, it's going to happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Lately, he's been on this AI kick. And so uh, I'm not going to shout out his name because so you know, so but we got six months until you know Skynet comes online. Until the Terminator <laughs> kicks in our door and takes our servers. Darn it. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you see coming down the road? I mean, you're out there. What's the next big thing in ed tech? In ed tech? I'm, I'm going to stay with coding. I'm going to stay with coding. Because I, I just see that as the next step of everything the kids do when they get out in the world. I mean, I've looked at the program and as SAU Magnolia. There's a animation piece down at Magnolia uh, at SAU Magnolia that's really cool. And some of the people they brought in to teach this, oh my goodness, they have set managers. It's just it's just so different. Oh, wow. We used to have when we were when Jeff and I were in music, we had people who taught music and they taught music and they knew music. Well, these guys are teaching things because they were set directors on a stage, you know, like they're teaching kids how to put things in the right place and mm -hmm. and, and putting the technology around that. It's more of, uh, I want to say, training for the job type stuff. Sure. It's not just learning math yeah. to learn math. It's learning math and why we use it in the field and actually creating those things at the college level. Well, and, uh, you know, from, the, from, and from that angle, um, that's, that's one of those things that people don't necessarily associate with Coding, right? When you say coding, what's the first thing you think of? You know, blank screen with the green blinking cursor and click, 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 click. But you know, any kind of programming where you have to tell pieces of equipment or a piece of equipment what to do, you're coding for that piece of equipment. Whether it's a light show that you're putting on for a play, whether you know it's set changes, you know. That that is very cool. It is so cool. I'm just seeing I, when I, especially at the Innovation Hub in North Little Rock with Joel Spencer and the things he's doing there with the code and actually having. Yeah, we're kids gonna come, have him on too. Oh my God, the things they're doing there in North Little Rock and just think about this. We got another one of those Innovation Hubs opening up in Fayetteville already, and we're gonna see one in Fort Smith real soon. And I mean, they're just coming. They're, they're happening. We and need, kids we are going there on here. the weekends <laughs> and they're practicing their ideas. That is just huge. That I think is that's, great. That yeah. is, that's awesome. <laughs> so. Um, I guess my next question are, do you still play? 
That's so play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a child in band, so I get to play. I get to practice with him and everything. Yeah. Still do the music things. Still get to sing and things of that nature. I so, had to ask. Okay. I, knew, I knew he did, but I wanted oh, to throw yeah. it Oh, yeah. I love, love playing. Yeah, you never stop being no, a musician. No, you can't. Band, right? We're going to have to have like, a callback show somewhere in the season where everybody we've interviewed that plays an instrument all comes all in. All my just has a, a so big cool. jam session. Awesome. Seriously. Great idea, Greg. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. <laughs> you just got to have negative points. Awesome. <laughs> I'm in the black. <laughs> You, you get to be the tambourine man. Woo! That was awesome. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We're crazy on this show. That's uh, yeah, all right. So, so go ahead. one thing I've noticed, um, you know, one thing that, that's in a lot of classrooms now, uh, of course, I can talk about North Little Rock School District because I do a lot, I spend a lot of time there. They built a lot of new school buildings, yeah. and they their, room, their classrooms are bigger. They look different. They've got spaces for kids to go and actually work on things in corners and things of that nature. They move to interactive boards, uh, and they're not hidden with orange tape anymore. <laughs> it, is just so, it is just so cool how the classroom is changing. And even at uh, one of our campuses in Texarkana at Kilpatrick Elementary, they have a Promethean uh, a wall display where the kids actually go and touch the screen and things happen and they've asked us about well can we put things up there where they touch and it takes them here and there you know almost like a thing link where it actually takes them different places so it just, the classroom's just gonna look so much different when kids start creating things like that yeah, do you find that hard you know so that's true you know the kids come can we do this can we do this yeah. well, so what's the percentage of teachers that actually go no no i'll do it you know so we run into yes those. running a lot of that you know you get your uh i guess you get your your I won't say older, but you're more experienced. Teachers are more like that because we're used to preaching from the stage. Right. Where your younger teachers, they actually, okay, look, go ahead and try it. You know, that, that's what's happening. But yes. Yeah, I think, I think most of the successful schools that are doing uh, podcasts and videocasts yeah. that are student-led, yes. annual football games, basketball games, band concerts, all yes. that stuff, morning news shows, yep. are the ones that give the kids the stuff that's and right. go learn it. Yep. And I guess that would be the precursor to that was East Lab because that's yes, what East that's did. Yes, exactly know, right. The facilitator was there to make yes. sure they stayed on task and make sure they yes. pointed them in the right direction. So I, I think that's a great question. You're out there looking at teachers. Mm -hmm. You see the young ones and the veteran ones. Yes, vets. So... Um, uh, we'll say the old ones because yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> us. Be under my bed tonight. That's oh, right. Yeah, didn't you? Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kim. Gosh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. is she listening? <laughs> oh, wow. It's okay. I'm not afraid of her. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, for, for those of you at playing along at home, that would be Jeff's wife. <laughs> yes. She's a sweetheart. Yes, and, she is. And I love you dearly. I'm, uh, <laughs> no, um, I was going to say, I think the big change also has to come at the secondary at mm. colleges and universities. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't yes. know because I'm not out there. But what I see coming in, I kind of wonder if they're still going, and this is the Rizzo graph, and here's how you load an eight millimeter film. That the, the, the changed. Let me tell you, I was, at, I was actually in Arkadelphia a few weeks ago, and uh, Brandy Benton and Don Benton, <coughs> both, uh, Dr. Brandy Benton mm -hmm. and Don Benton, uh, both work at Henderson State University. Okay. And they, they, I met their new director uh, of the teacher program there at Henderson, and he had a robot in his office, and he was programming. He said, this is where it's going. Awesome. I was like, That's yes. Awesome. So you're seeing that change because, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, do they still use the 8-millimeter film projectors? In some places, they still think that right. way. Oh, yeah. But we, we are seeing changes, and I'm yeah. so proud of Henderson State for doing that right there. That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I, that was one that I always kind of wondered about. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of kids come out, and they know how to use Prometheans, and they know how to use smart boards, and they know how to use Apple TVs or Rokus, and they get the Surface, and they get the iPad, yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. And 
Some of it is because I think that the students are actually pushing the colleges and universities. Yes, and that's how it should be. Because they're coming in and they're going, hey, man, hey. What are you, why are you doing that? I'm just going to send it to you in Google Classroom. Yeah. Why, why right. should I do it that exactly. way? Exactly. I'm just going to post it on the web and you can get it. Exactly. I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were, talk, we were actually teaching Google and we were talking about um, using Blackboard and Google and, and, and the university they were attending. Well, they don't have that turned on for us. I said, <laughs> force them to. I'm the type that I'll go say, hey, why don't we have Google turned on? Yeah. Right. And yeah. some Because some folks have Blackboard and they mm-hmm. do have Google turned on. In my classes I'm taking right now, Google is turned on, and I use my uh, bibliography tool that's in Google uh, Docs, and I upload my documents that way, but no problem. Yeah, that's the best way to yes. do it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that that's, that that's where we are. I was walking down the stairs the other night with my iPad, and I thought, this is so weird. <laughs> you know, even though I've been doing this my whole life, yeah. sometimes I look back and I go, this is a far cry from playing in the front yard with the water hose, and the highest tech thing we had was three channels on a black and white television. Isn't that wild? Isn't that funny? Yeah. The, the, the lives that we've lived, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, Greg's never known that. He's always no. had Hey, hey I started out with a Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> the Com- we started out with the Commodores. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh. Easy oh. as a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, we started out with the Commodores. That yes. wasn't a Commodore. <laughs> yes. But anyway, but no, it's it's funny where we've come to. And, and, and I guess you're right. I can see how it can scare a lot of a yeah. lot of people. You know, but it's fun to watch the veteran teachers get it. Yes. Oh, oh my yes. god. I had one dancing a few weeks ago. We were talking, yes. we were doing things in Google, and she said, "I can do that in Google." And she got up and danced. <laughs> it was so it was so neat, but everybody else was they got into it because they said, look at the things you can do in Google and your students can do in Google mm-hmm. and and you see how much they can produce. I mean, because we want kids creating, not just receiving. They, we want them to create as much as possible because that's what they have to do out there in the real world. I had to, I had to explain coding to a teacher the other day, and I said, when you get in your car, what do you do? I started. Don't you do that on your computer also? She said, oh, yeah. And all these things happen when you start your car. I mean, all the mm-hmm. electronic things that happen. She said, I said, that's the coding piece. She said, oh, I get you. I get yeah. you. You know, I think yeah. that's one of my favorite uh, IFTTT. If, if this, then that. I, yeah. yeah. I, always get the, I get too many T's in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's when I like to show a lot of teachers and go, mm-hmm. play with this. You can't hurt anything. And, and look at Because it, it's kind of easy coding. Right. Yeah. Super easy yeah. coding. Uh, there's a great app, by the way, for the iPad called Workflow, mm-hmm. um, where you can build yeah. all these beautiful workflows. And that's what Workflow is. It's just visual coding. It's coding mm-hmm. in, ch- in chunk. Period. You know it, mm-hmm. and, and that helps teachers really understand it. But, yeah, I love it when, it, when a, an, an, a veteran teacher kind of gets it. And I think that that might be the key for us. And we've, we always try to give teachers so much. There's just yeah. so much yeah. PD, mm-hmm. and yes. we try to yes. go. And remember the days when we would just teach Word? Yes. And we would yeah. teach PowerPoint. Yes. And I think that was probably putting the horse, uh, the cart ahead of the horse, because we should have been talking about why do we do this and mm-hmm. why is this going to here? The basic yeah. concepts. Yeah, the, the basic concepts. Because I think yeah. we always thought, can you move the mouse? Are you not yeah. <laughs> Are you not clicking a folder and dragging around the thing? Right. Well, but, to, you know. but by the same token, um, I, you know, I, I started teaching teachers back in ninety or something mm-hmm. somewhere in there a long time ago um you know you also have to think back though back then that's exactly the kind of skills that we were having to teach yes right? not just and, and and even now you know we keep talking about veteran teachers but there are a lot of brand new teachers yes. who do not have exactly. the, the tech skills yes. uh, you know and that they might need to have or or even want to have you know they that mm-hmm. they would they even themselves wish they had some more tech skills so you know, part of that 
in those days was we had to teach those very rudimentary skills because we had people that, you know, were clicking the wrong mouse button. And granted, yes, we still get that now. Uh, but, you know, but, uh, you know, you you get the folks who would pick up the mouse and talk to it thinking that that is how oh, yeah. you enter data, thinking it was a microphone. They were, they were just ahead know. of their time. They, 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 yes, that's right. That's, that's right. 20 you know. years ago. So, uh, but I definitely agree in terms of the applications that we taught. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I when I first started teaching applications, I taught them the way I was taught applications. How was I taught most applications? You go away for a week out to some, you know, somebody, some, some yes. uh, company somewhere right. who for a week is going to show you everything you can do in Word or right. everything you can right. do in Excel. Right. No real world application right. whatsoever. Exactly. It's just, here's all the features, A to Z, right. Merry Christmas, kick yeah. your butt out the door with a piece of paper. Exactly. Yep. And so that's how I began teaching. I was teaching Word, and that's what I was teaching. I, you know, I was doing A oh, to yeah. Z Word oh, in yeah. three hours, and, of course, the teachers were like, whoa, oh, yeah, it's over. Stop. 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 But over yes. time, yeah. I, I, I've been taught and have learned that the, the main thing is, what are you wanting to do? do with it. What's the goal? Exactly. What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and by the way, here's this tool that can help. Exactly. Right. Even better, here are about, I don't know, five or six different tools. You play with them, figure out which ones you like, and you right. use those to meet that goal, exactly to achieve right. that task. And I think the difference That's... between our, our teachers that that can immediately grab hold of like that sort of instruction, like, okay, here's the 47,000 things this one program can do, and then they, they break it down into, okay, this is how I can use it. I think the difference between those two is... is some people automatically they get that global overview and then mm -hmm. they can break it down into basic concepts. Yes. Sure. Some want to start with basic concepts right. and build up to that global overview. And I think the fact that we don't acknowledge the fact that there's these two different ways of you yes. start big and yes. you go small, yes. or you start small and go no big. big. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the real difference between. I don't think it's not. I don't think it's necessarily that we have teachers that are quote unquote bad with technology. You hear but that not, all the time. Right, I'm no. no good with technology. Right. No, you're just you're a different. You learn a different way. Exactly. So you, we, maybe exactly. we need to start small and build up to large rather than starting large and going down to the minutiae. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's one reason I have 2,500 apps. I guess I'm too global on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, they call, that, they call that digital hoarding. <laughs> oh, that's exactly on right. On the next show, we'll be taking a walk through here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will be cleaning be house. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Taking them away. Gary, how long is this cat food app? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that well, exactly um, right. getting ready to wrap up. Tell <laughs> us what's going on for you the rest of the year, rest of the summer. Rest of the summer, I've got some schools I'll be uh, visiting um, in August, uh, new schools that I'm going to. I met with some schools in Hot Springs a few weeks ago. They're technology, I want to call them technology rich because they are schools that receive t federal funds mm. and they, they actually have equipment. Yep. And they just need as much help as possible yeah, yeah. using equipment the right way. Sure. And we get that a lot on the eastern side of our state. They they get the federal funds. And so I'm going visit, to be visiting some schools in August, and I'm so excited about that, getting to work with those teachers. Even the teacher that was dancing, she said, when are you coming to my school? I said, I'll be on the, over there on August 19th. Cool. So just those type of things, getting ready for school, brushing up on my coding skills because we've got robots to code, and just making sure that I'm at that place with my middle school kids where we're moving from block coding to actually writing code with some other tools and just being ready for next school year because got a lot of that planned for this year with the kids and doing that with digital storytelling and all kinds of things with the code. 
Awesome. Awesome. So, rest of the year, watch the conferences. If yes. anyone visits the conference, you'll probably run into Harry. Oh, yes. Um, it'll probably be with Corwin Press. Yes, Harv. yes, Robert Corwin, yes. You never know. Never okay, know. Keep your eyes peeled. He might be coming to your school. So, uh, uh, we want to thank Harry for being here today. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you very uh, much for it's, coming. It's been awesome. This is a, another fun. great interview. We've been having great interview after great interview, and I have to say, they keep getting better. Thank awesome. you a million, Harry. So, uh, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, I think you'll enjoy this. Um, <laughs> we're going to go into the featured artist of the week. Every week we like to show to show off a, a showcase, um, a, a local talent or a national talent. Sure. If you're listening and you would like us to play some of your music, please get in touch with us. You can go to www.edutechguys.com. Go to the bottom of the page and you'll find a contact form. Let me know where your music is on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you put it. Uh, give us the okay to play one of your tunes, and heck, we'll play one of your tunes. Uh, this week... Uh, we're going to feature a, a guy, a guy, a gentleman, a true gentleman, <laughs> a guitar man, and I mean that in every uh, sense yes, of the literally, word, yeah. uh, Trey Johnson from uh, Prescott, Arkansas. He grew up in Prescott, Arkansas. He now lives in, in Little Rock and plays that area, and he plays the whole state. This guy, he plays the whole nation. Um, he played with a group called Pale uh, back in the day. Yeah. And they were phenomenal, power trio. And um, he's now solo, and um, he plays uh, some of the best blues uh, you'll ever hear. And uh, you can catch him a lot uh, in a lot of clubs throughout Arkansas and uh, throughout Texas, Louisiana, uh, that whole area. You can really find out what he's doing by going to his website at Trey Johnson Music, T-R-E-Y-J-O-H-N-S-O-N Music, M-U-S-I-C, dot net. Um, his album, his latest album is called Solo, S-O-L-O-W. I love the play on words awesome. there. Um, he'll be, in fact, if you're listening and you're in the local area, he'll be in Texarkana this Saturday night at Fat Jacks at 9 p.m. So you want to you want to definitely catch that show. The song we're going to hear from Trey today um, is is a, one of his big hits, I believe. Um, I listened to it. Um, it's on iTunes. You can get uh, his albums on iTunes. You can also get this song, and it, it's a song called uh, Black Dog. So sit back and take a listen to it. About three minutes, and we'll be back in just a moment. Sing along. You know you want to.
didn't take long till I found out what people mean by down and out. Honey, don't you count me out. She spent my money and she took my car. Tried to tell her friend she gonna be a star. Well, y'all been told a big woman ain't got no soul. Let me hear you. I said, ah, 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 Yeah, that was Trey Johnson uh, here on edutechguys.com. You can listen to us live, radio.edutechguys.com, R-A-D-I-O dot E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S dot com. I want to thank Harry Dickens for being here today. He was great. I had a great interview with him. Um, it's been a wonderful day here on the old Edutech Guys. Um, one last thing. We'd like to do a Google ad feature of the week, and, um, and this is one that uh, I found. Well, you did. I, you, 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 did uh, I we were so, we were so, we were so proud of you. Uh, see, we were still in such shock that you found it that oh, we had no response. Oh, <laughs> oh bazinga! And this is the love that I give. <laughs> so yeah, taking a look at Google Google App Feature of the Week. So there's a really neat one. It came out uh, seven fourteen, uh, July the fourteenth. What it is is it's, it's disabled downloading, printing, and copying of any Google Drive file. So you're thinking, well. Okay, what's that a big deal about? Well, here's what's really great about it is you can still share the file for editing. So you can share a file for editing, and people can work on it, but they cannot copy, print, or download it. So that comes in real handy if you're sharing stuff that contains like sensitive information that you don't want shared broadly or leaked even, you know. So uh, this new option, it's available for any file stored in Google Drive, including documents, spreadsheets, and presentation created with Google Docs. To enable this feature, you open the sharing dialog from any Google document, spreadsheet, presentation, uh, anything on the drive or on the web, and click on advanced in the lower right-hand corner. Everybody know where that is? Yeah, right. Uh, check the disable <laughs> options to download, what? print, and copy for commentators and viewers box, and click save changes. Boom. That comes in actually pretty handy when you're working on some stuff that you really need to keep. Uh, you want to share, but right. you don't want out there. Um, now, someone could take a screenshot. I'm oh, someone yeah, could take a screenshot of the screen. There's always ways around it. Um, but at least this way, you know, they're not going to print it and leave a copy on their desk, which a lot of our veterans like to do. Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, they're not going to download it to their machine, and then that compromises the security of it dramatically. Um, so at least uh, that's a really pretty neat piece that's coming out from Google right there. Well, and I think it's really cool, um, you know, listening to what you were – how you were describing that. So it, it sounds to me like – you could you could still have people leave comments, and of course you could still have people view it right. with those features disabled. But by the same token, you still have the folks who are part of your editing team could right. still edit that same document. Exactly. I'm presuming that those folks could still actually download that kind of stuff. Although, I mean, if they're editing it, you would hope yeah. they would be able to you know have Once that again, type it's one of, of those access. Great Google but, apps, the Google uh, editions that I think you want to play with. That's very uh, cool. There's man. actually a neat website out there, and it's uh, it's the Google Calendar of Apps Changes that's out there, put out by Google. 
And if you'll take a look at that one, you can probably find out that they're releasing something new, uh, at least two or three things new almost every day. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 so then you know what's really coming down the pipe with Google Apps, and you can find all the really cool stuff that you're looking for. Yeah, and, I, and that was one of those. That that was one of those things that you kind of stumbled across today, and we were both just kind of sitting there, and I'm not even sure how you even came up with that. You know, where how you ultimately found that, but all of a sudden it's on the screen, and we're like, "Holy cow, this is." This is awesome. It's like looking into the mind of Google, but they're like telling you, whoa, this is, this is awesome. You know? so yeah, that, that is very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's a, so there's, there's your Google app feature of, of the day. Um, I'll give you that link, by the way. It's really easy to find. It's what's new, W-H-A-T-S-N-E-W dot Google apps dot com. If you take it to that one, you'll see the Google Apps release calendar uh, for the current month and months to come. And uh, so you will be the smart Google person. That's awesome. That's right. Right. That's We're right. giving away all our secrets, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. How do you know that? Wait, what was I that's thinking? Right. Now we can't be the that's ones right. that know everything. Darn it. <laughs> well, there goes that segment. <laughs> I always do this. I always give away the surprise. Give but it yeah. away to store here. How are we doing? Oh, man. But yeah, no. So you could definitely do that. We don't want to. Awesome. We don't want to. We don't want to hoard hoard the information. No, yes. no, no. Absolutely. Um, but I can tell you, they updated about a month or a month and a half at a time. It's not anything. You're not going to find out what they're going to release in December because I don't think Google knows what they're going to release in December. No. I, I would guess that 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 mad experimentation no, lab is probably yeah, crazy cool. You want to talk about oh, cool? Yeah. 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 I'm sure that yeah. they're coding all kinds of stuff. So. I understand, though, to throw this out since we've got a little time, that there's another Google version of Google Glass that's supposed to be yes, coming out. Yes, Google working Glass. on, yeah, yeah. So they took it back, they took it back in-house for, uh, actually, the, I think it was one of the guys that co-founded the Nest. You mentioned your Nest thermostat. Yes, yeah. Exactly yeah, he right. took charge of that entire division that's working on Glass, and they took it back in-house to rework it because there was, there was a fairly strong pushback, particularly against the camera being included on Glass because everybody felt that they were under constant surveillance by, you know, like you're sitting there having a conversation where someone's like, okay, is this being recorded? Right. And so, right. yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with Glass, if it, if it can, how much of a change that we're going to see whenever it gets re-released. Well, that's cool. I, I can't decide if I want a Google Glass or if I want Apple Glasses. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> We're already wearing Apple Glasses. They're rose-colored, and they only make Apple products as good. <laughs> Just so you know, we're you mean, not. You mean Kool-Aid flavored? We, we yeah. talk a lot about Apple products. Oh, yeah. We all do love Apple products, but we love Google products yes, also. Absolutely. And if it wasn't for Microsoft Server products, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be you know, right. handing out what we hand out on all of our sites. I think everyone mm -hmm. would probably agree with that. Um, well, and, and I think it's important that uh, anyone who's, who's listening, and, and of course, I mean, we are, I don't know really how that kind of happened that, that we are this way, but... Um, we're pretty well device agnostic. I mean, yeah, we don't really true. care. Mm -hmm. I, you we know, really don't care. we're happy to share, you know, Apple tips, Google tips, yep. Windows tips. It doesn't matter. We use them all. Um, we love playing with gizmos and gadgets that, you know, are, are just out there. And, and I think it's, I don't know, I have, I have a problem, an issue, if you want to say it that way, with um, the folks that really kind of put themselves into a particular box like you know quasi religious about their platform. yes about their yes. platform you know yes. and it can only be this way and of course sometimes people start out that way oh, yeah. and then eventually relax you know i mean i i remember when ipads first came out really even before that when the ipods first came out yes. and people especially the touch and people were just starting to incorporate those into schools or at least bring them into mm -hmm. school and how many how many tech folks 
just absolutely flipped out and said, well, yes. we're a Microsoft shop. You can't bring in. That's, that's Apple. Oh, it is Apple, but it's not Apple. I mean, you know, it's not. The end of the know, world. You know, yes. And, and, and many of those folks have relaxed a little over the last, how long has the iPod been around? You know, 11, 12 years, whatever it's been. You know, so. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but you still do have some of those folks that are very about. And, and there, there are strengths about standardizing on a platform, not being religious about a platform. Sure. Um, but having where you don't have to go, okay, whenever you invest an energy into doing something, you don't have to do it six different ways because sure. time is a limited resource. Right. So let's find the one thing that does it right. the best, that has right. it's the most flexible, and let's focus on that. Let's not exclude other things. Let's not cut off other options, but let's, you know, put some, some stress on this to make sure this is really solid. This sure. one version is really solid. And so there's there's it's a fine line between being so religiously devoted to a single platform that you can't see virtue in anything else versus being having your time divided across so many different fronts that you can't do anything well. Right. And so right. It's, a, it's a tough balance. So, yeah, yeah you, you notice that uh, you can get us talking. And, uh, <laughs> no, certainly not Isn't us. Isn't that terrible? That's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, listen, uh, thanks for listening to radio.edutechguys.com today. Um, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. And I'm David Henderson. And remember, you come for the tech, but you stay for the talk. <laughs> Did you guys like that one? Yes, I do. Yes, that's Is that a pretty awesome. decent one? That's okay. Cool one. Hey, thanks for listening. We are EduTech Guys Radio. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site this program are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.